0: Can I just say how excited I am for today's guest? Christina Ariel, everybody. She's my dear friend, and I'm so happy to bring you her raw, real story of how she's made it in Hollywood. Christina Ariel is an actor, pop culture host, tabletop role player, singer, and cosplayer in Los Angeles. She's been featured in so many things like Cosplay Culture Magazine, Buzzfeed, Nerdist, Dimension 20, Wired Magazine, and so much more. Oh, and did I mention she's doing all of this while being a new mom? What a freaking badass. Anyway, let's see what Christina has to say. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hey, Christina. Hello, Bonnie. Thank you so much for coming on with me on this platform. It means so much to me and it brings our relationship full circle. It does. You've literally been my A1 from day one oh my gosh I know I can't wait to get into that um before we begin though can you please introduce yourself for our listeners right now
1: well hi my name is Christina Ariel and I am a I guess online creator you would call me I play tabletop rpgs role-playing games i'm a cosplayer i'm an actor i'm a host i'm the host of the new series star wars the higher public show on starwars.com and on the star wars youtube channel which premieres january 27th uh this month which is also a couple of days before my birthday
0: but, <laughs> know, um,
1: it's, <laughs> it's great right what yes. I know, I was saying words, but uh, yeah, i uh, also played Barbarella Sarsaparilla Ganglin, aka Bob, on Pirates of Leviathan. And I have a baby who you might hear in the background going, Yeah, yeah, and, because that's <laughs> what he is want to do. <laughs> and yes, don't hear his daughter, he is, don't I worry. He is not unattended, he is with his father. Their fathers are wholly capable of taking care of children as well, so. <laughs>
0: That's a whole nother podcast. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you for coming on. I think one of the things that stands out from you um, is just the way that you persevere. Honestly, Christina, um, just a little background about our relationship. I know Christina through work. I was her makeup artist for the day of her wedding and when I met you I remember just thinking wow this girl has a lot of energy (laughs) (laughs) um and at the time I believe you were still uh working your day job um and Mm -hmm. you shared with me so kindly what you were about to do uh in your life what your aspiration was and that was to enter the cosplaying world as a professional cosplayer and by the way at the time I had no idea what that was I didn't even know you could make a living or a career out of that like I had no idea and so when you told me that and shared that with me I was like "Uh uh-huh cool like that's awesome you know as I would be as you know you being my client I'd be supportive fast forward you got married and we continued our relationship um, and you started to hire me for actual cosplay gigs that you were getting and I think that's when it hit me really that this was actually happening for you um and how powerful it was especially you being a black woman in such a at the time uh, what I felt was like a white space you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and you were strong about it and you you set the tone as you kept going and I I don't know it I it was actually it was emotional watching you uh grow and it's been what like three four years now
1: yeah what jingle I got married in 2017 I started doing this hardcore I think what in October of 2017 it was something I told myself I was gonna do like when I packed up my car and left Georgia I was like You know, it would be really funny. I was like, I'm going to move. Like I had my books, my, I drove like 36 hours cross country. I had my books, my costumes and my clothes. And that's what I brought with me. And I was like, you know, it'd be great. I'm going to go and I'm going to become a professional cosplayer. And I said, I'm going to, my big goal is to get onto a sci-fi property so I can go to conventions free for the rest of my life. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> that was like my big goal was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. It was like nothing more than just wanting to like dive into my interests, but also coming here being like, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to do any of that kind of stuff. But also in the back of my mind being like, but if it happened, I wouldn't be
0: upset. Totally. And I think one of the beautiful things about you is you're so transparent about your experience. Um, from when you were a child to where you are now and how that all played a part. Um, And that makes up who Christina is now, you know? How was that moving from Georgia to LA? Like, what did your family say, first of all?
1: Um, Well, it was one of those things where my family and my friends were kind of like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you going? Because what I did was I sat down one night I was still in Columbus. I was bartending and selling cars and sat down one night and I was like, I am not happy. Like I was just, I wasn't happy. I knew I wasn't happy. I was thinking about what the potential was for what could come next. And I sat down and I said a prayer and I was like, God, if you open a door, I'll run through it. You open a window, I will jump out it, but I don't want to be here anymore. And I was just like crying. So the next day I got a call going out of business.
0: And I was like,
1: I'm going to set a date and I'm going to put it on Facebook to keep myself accountable. And I'm going to say I'm moving to L.A. Fortunately, like my mom lived here. Like my dad lived in during my parents were divorced, but my mom was here. So like that worked out. And just like, I'm going to come there. (laughs) And so I ended up setting a date and I got here, like left November 3rd, got here November 4th. rode with my friend Brooke Cross Country and a lot of Taylors. Jane and (laughs) we like go on this trip I get here and I have no idea really what I'm gonna do just like working with my mom for a little bit and then in November no what was it yeah move pretty much settled in in November December I went on a date and met my husband my now husband like a month after moving here and then got engaged that following December and got married in 2017 and was like working a couple of different jobs I worked as a bartender and then I worked at a bank and I worked for a real estate company and then one day I was like I'm gonna go for this and I called you who had done my makeup for my wedding
0: I called yeah. you I was like
1: I want to do this look for a convention and I was dressed up as as anti gwen from the like Spider-Gwen version of like Spider-Man for people who don't follow comic books like, <laughs> Ghost, Ghost Spider Gwen Stacy it's like the alternate timeline where Gwen Stacy actually becomes Spider-Man Peter Parker dies it's weird I don't want to spoil any more of it but it's cool so or if you saw awesome. into the Spider-Verse then you're familiar with Gwen so that's cool and Um, I wanted to look and you drew like black lightning bolts, kind of like it was basically the symbiote, like coming up on my skin and with these like cool contacts and just had this whole look planned. And it's only the one really cool thing. It's like, I knew if I was going to do this, I was coming out the gate swinging. I was like, gonna do my best with the costume. I'm not a like super crafty person, but I am a super great shopper and stylist. So I knew what I like, fit I wanted, what look I was going for. Like, I was very, very intentional and specific about my costumes and my look from head to toe. You know, like, if I had an idea, I was like, this is what we're going for. This is the eye. This is, and you would be like, I got the shadow, girl. And you would, like, mix it and create this super cool look. And, like, I, I attribute so much of my more memorable looks to you and just your talent as a makeup artist in general. Like, you have elevated every look I've tried to do like you have just been a blessing in that department for me and so like having you in my corner during this time has been really really awesome you've also become like my friend in all of this and we've like I've gotten to see your career grow and evolve and you grow and evolve as a person and like our families have gotten close and like I think I'm thankful for the people that the career I've gotten has allowed me to meet. And that one of the big ones starting was you. And I'm super grateful for you in that space.
0: Wow. Um, I'm so <laughs> What girl? I, I love you girl. You say that because honestly, like in, in the same respect, like I also have learned so much from you and I honestly, every single time that you went for it, And I'm sure at some point you had some type of fear, Christina. Like, I'm sure at some point, like, you did feel nervous and maybe some anxiety hit throughout the way. But you just, no matter what you were feeling emotionally, you fucking did it. And people were coming for you. I remember our conversations. Like, I remember early on, people started coming for you. And it was based on the color of your skin, which was the most upsetting part for me watching. Because, you know, I'm here, like, when you guys should be really looking at what you guys should be really looking at is her talent and what's coming out of her mouth not the way that she looks you know yeah, and and hard. no matter what was and no matter what was happening you were you were like i'm still going i'm still showing up i'm still applying I, you know and 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 i think because you were persevering doors were opening like and and like you said god like you what you told god like god was doing that for you full swing full swing you know? Yeah. And I mean, the big part of that is like, you can have
1: all the faith in the world, but you got to work too. Ooh. Like they say, faith without works is dead. Like you got to get out there and actually do the work and lay that groundwork. And I've done that. Like you've seen how much I've <laughs> I've worked in like different things over the last couple of years to go from cosplaying to being in cosplay culture Magazine. And like, I had the you know, I had this wall in my house that my yeah. husband put up for me because when we first got together, I talked about how I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me on magazines growing up that weren't Ebony and like, occasionally you would. But every time I would see a magazine with a black woman on the cover, I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. and we put up this wall of representation we had like pictures of like taraji P henson and queen latifah and janelle monet and we would put all these pictures up and then when i did cosplay like my husband started buying free magazine with a black woman on the cover after i told him that and he was oh like, my god he was like would put them up and he's like so that way every time i was in the kitchen like over the sink there's this wall of just representation it was a and mural. It was a mural. It was a whole mural, like, over the sink. Bonnie is-, Bonnie is, we have a new one now, which is funny because at the beginning of the year, last year, when we put stuff up there, there is a picture right in the middle of an article about Star and it's, like, an animated picture of, like, all the casts of, like, The Last Jedi. And I, I didn't even think of after the whole thing through and I found that I was working for Star Wars, it was like,
0: What? That's
1: wild. Whoa. And my Whoa. husband, it was funny, he put my husband put me on the wall. Like he put my magazine pictures on the wall. Like be able to see and be like, you already did this. Like what's stopping you from going to what's next? What like nothing is stopping you from going to what's next. And I went from that into playing tabletop RPG and dragons, like streaming for Dungeons and Dragons shows in that field and working with shows like Critical Role and with Dice Camera Action and with Dimension 20 which is a offshoot draw drop, like dropout is the offshoot of College Humor and like I've done that worked with Nerdist and then went on now like to have this job working with Star Wars is <laughs> if you think about where we started and all the stuff that I said to you in the chair like I'm
0: gonna do this I'm gonna work for this and and you'll it uh, you used to say you used to say you'll see you'll see <laughs> one day we're you're gonna be you're gonna come with me we're gonna do this and uh, and honestly Christina I always believed you like I knew it but it's like it's one thing to hear someone say that and say yeah yeah in the future and it's another thing watch it play out and <laughs> and you're constantly pinching yourself and thinking oh my god Did that just really happen? That's an aha moment. Oh my God, did she just really book that? That's another aha moment. I hadn't even signed into Twitter. And recently I signed on and saw that you had, in in three years, okay, already got into over 40,000 followers on Twitter, over 15,000 on Instagram. People don't know how hard it is to get an audience to come and watch you and trust what you are saying. So I know like people... See you, they want to be around you, they're inspired by you, and hell, you are one talented woman. You are entertaining to watch. It is so (laughs) entertaining to watch you talk about what you're passionate about. You know, I love what I do. (laughs) You do, you do. I think a question I have for you before all of this, like. Who were the people that you were looking up to? Were there already cosplayers out there that you were just like so eager to meet? And did you finally get to meet them and be in the same room with them?
1: I did. Uh, Actually, a friend, two people that I absolutely adore are Brianna DeCoster or Utahime Cosplay, U-T-A-H-I-M-E-C-O-S-P-L-A-Y and Alicia Marie Body. Um, They're two people who I thought were just absolutely amazing. And I was really fortunate. We did a Totally Spies cosplay together. They're actually two of my best friends now. We have like a group chat that we've had ever since that cosplay where we like talk and then like have this space made for each other. And I'm grateful for them every single solitary day. But I used to look at their work and just be so inspired by like the detail and just the beauty in their photos. And also Cutie Pie Sensei is another who I think is just, absolutely fabulous and she man there's so many amazing black cosplayers that I look up to and still even in TTRPG like in tabletop RPGs there's a lot of black women now that are coming into the game that you are seeing more forward-facing like we've always been there but to like see people that look like you thriving and I love seeing my friends win <laughs>
0: like Yes.
1: I love seeing it and I love that there are little girls seeing that they can exist in this space and that they can take up space and I'm hoping that like we can continue to be that for them so that they know that they can and I, I just look up to anybody that does the thing. Like it takes a lot to do it because you are putting yourself out there for criticism, for the, you'll never make it. So the people who will say it to you or the people who will say it about you. And Oof. it's a lot mentally to take that on too, to just like, cause you don't want to be braggy when you do a cool thing and you don't want to feel like you want to celebrate yourself. But then there's that tightrope of like, well, this sounds like I'm trying to like, gloat but it's like no like this is just what my reality is yeah and it may seem cool to you but this is just like the norm and I want to share that but I also don't want to like there's a lot that you have to dance around to get through it and particularly it's been a lot harder for me this year because my dad passed away in April and like that's one of those people that you can kind of share those moments with that you know is going to be proud and it's really hard to like not be able to have that anymore yeah and yeah.
0: I think also going through something like that the loss of like someone so dear to you I, I think we share the same sentiment about our parents and I think like your parent is like your you know that's the that's your backbone that's who's there for you and I think losing someone so important to you and so close to you at such a pivotal point in your career, like it, it's almost like, yes, I won. And then, but wait, like, I can't really share this with you right now because you're not here. And then you, all you can hope is that they're watching you from a better place, you know, and that they're right there with you in spirit holding your hand. And
1: I have to believe that because a lot of the things that I'm extremely passionate about are things that I shared with my late grandfather, Jack, like bookstore, we like talked to, we had star Wars marathon and we would talk and have all these different things. And he passed away the day before my birthday, the year of the wedding Wow! and then losing my dad this year. And like, I played video games with my dad. I watched Dragon Ball Z every day with my dad on Toonami and watched Sailor Moon with him. He would come home from work like, just to sit down and watch those things. And we would watch X-Men the animated series together, play X-Men the board game. Like, there's all these wow. things that are part of my career now that are passions because they're all linked to a person I was passionate about. Like, a person I loved, person I cared about. And, like even like down to things I've shared with my sister my sister is an amazing crafter like which like she'll never she's not like oh I craft but she family costumes for her family like they did Star Wars a few years back It was great even their like dog was Lando their dog actually my, it's great my sister's dog's name is Lando Puprisian. like after Lando Calrissian and Star Wars and he's the cutest little thing and Aww. like being able to like talk to my sister and my sister will forever keep me humble she is the person that will be like uh your hair is ugly <laughs> 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 but she yeah. comes from a place of love she, it's a it's a do better place it's a do better place. yeah yeah uh, but having like these people that I care about be an integral part of everything I do it's Constantly trying to keep feeling like I'm making them proud or I'm doing something that they would have enjoyed too if they
0: could. Yeah. Going back to your childhood, uh, Christina, while we're on the topic, going back to your childhood um, and you being a little girl and, you know, growing up and having obviously like your likes, we all had our thing. I used to love watching PBS because that's what we could afford. We didn't have cable. So a lot of my references now as an adult are backed up with what I was being exposed to but you as a little girl what do you think influenced you the most I know you just mentioned you and your father watching all of that and playing all those games um, now it comes into your career and it plays out but what, what else do you think played into uh, where you are now and also were there like insecurities or moments where you felt like what was going to happen with your life and you know maybe even moments of anxiety like did you have those and how did you overcome them
1: Oh, I have chronic anxiety. And now, as I maybe in 2019, I have postpartum anxiety, which adds a whole oh, new level to everything. And that's been fun. And, um, oh, yeah, so fun. <laughs> so I, I think there's always anxiety, and there's always going to be anxiety, especially about putting yourself out there because. Like one of the things I remember in acting class, they were telling us like you don't like don't perform for the audience. Like you're not putting mm-hmm. on a show for the audience. Like just like have a conversation. Just perform. And I think one thing I've been really fortunate with is especially with D and D and being able to characters who don't have scripts, who don't have like like I'm creating this character from start to finish like you, it's a collaborative story so everybody is getting to do it I've processed so much anxiety and grief through my characters recently Whoa. and it's been an outlet for me so being able to create it's induces anxiety but also helps with my anxiety about putting myself out there of course I've had times where I've thought there's no possible way any of this stuff is going to work. And I doubt myself, or I feel like I'm like posting too much or like someone's going to think like less of me or someone's going to think, Oh, she's full of herself or any of these things. It's like, no, I am really proud of myself because I've come a really, really long way. I have managed restaurants. I've waited tables. I've sold cars. I've done all of these different things and the main thread of those being, I was not happy. That was not the place that I was supposed to be in. But the way that my life has worked is that in those moments where I could stay in the situation or I could leave it, I've tried to err on the side of, of leave it. Like some things like you can fix, but when you realize that you can't fix it and that nothing is changing Like, sometimes you have to change your surroundings. You have to change where you are. I remember once I picked up and moved to Kentucky. I picked up and I moved to D.C. and Virginia. That was attached to a dude and really dumb. Never do that again, Christina.
0: I remember when you told me that. I was like, (laughs)
1: what? (laughs) I'm like, I've I've gone. I've never been afraid to, like, pack up my car and move on and try something new. Because Mm -hmm. I, I only get one shot so I want to live and do these things because as a kid like you're like what do you want to be and first of all I was like I want to be an assassin vampire and a singer (laughs) but which I thought was like pretty much like I wanted to be like Carmen Diego (laughs) yeah yeah. as I got older I was like oh like I, I want to entertain this is what I love to do like I love to I think having a conversation with me is mildly entertaining, moderately yeah. to severely entertaining. So it's like, oh, I'll just go and I'll do that. I'll uh, I'll just go exist in the way that I'm just playing. Like my life is is playing. It's work obviously, but like I'm going to do a job where I get to go and play and use my imagination and there's a freedom like we talk about people wearing masks and living behind a mask and being afraid to exist as their whole self but like sometimes in these characters you find yourself being your truest version of yourself because you have the freedom to be vulnerable in a way that we don't sometimes give ourselves the leniency to do like we're so often we're not like we don't know I think people because people paint crying and all these different things as this weakness when it takes strength to be that vulnerable it takes strength to put yourself out there and to live authentically and honestly and the it's it's hard to allow yourself to be and I'm at this point in life now where I am trying to allow myself to be to do the things that I enjoy to honor what I want especially as a mom now it's like I've worked my whole pregnancy. <laughs> I worked like shortly yep. after my C-section. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. a, a whole a whole like I, I was back to work. You like my first photo shoot back and I'm like breastfeeding <laughs> like doing my makeup. Like, great and, great and, picture out of that.
0: And you were doing all this while dealing with postpartum depression, which if you're not aware of by now, is it, it can be debilitating. Like some some women can't even hold their baby. Um, you know, there's obviously every woman has a different experience, but you're going through postpartum depression, getting back to work, and while trying to be a good mom, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure.
1: It you is. Know? And I've been really fortunate that my partner's super supportive and like it, it's pretty much like I know like I don't sleep. So at four o'clock in the morning he gets up for the day and I'm just going to sleep, but he takes the baby that way, like, someone is hands-on at all times, and like, to have that kind of support, especially when it's like, I couldn't go for a walk around the block, because I was scared, I was, every possible horrible thing that could happen, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna go for a walk, and like, a hawk's gonna come out, or like, I can't, like, what if we go, or like, the stroller, like, leaves my hands, like, I just was like, I'm not leaving the house, I'm not doing anything, and it's hard, especially, like, okay, I was the PAX ambassador for those conventions this year, and one of the requirements of that, like, early 2020, like, prior to everything falling apart, like, I had to go on a business trip, and I've never felt so guilty in my entire life, like, just being gone, and I made sure that I was only gone for one whole day, and I had, like, the equivalent of one whole day, like, half a day for travel, so that way, I was only away from him for a day. I was in the corner of convention halls before I'm going to talk to a crowd. I am paranoid knowing he's with his father and he's fine and like just as capable as I am. But just being like, oh, my God, like I'm going to be gone for this many hours. And oh, like, how am I going to sleep? Which I really did sleep very good that one night because. Obviously with the newborn, you were not getting any sleep. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this whole bed to myself. And it was like yeah. but like that whole thing. And then to be dealing with postpartum and then get hit with a pandemic Ooh. and like just be out terror. I'd been having the absolute worst happen with my dad passing from COVID, like yeah. to just have this extra layer of just like fear around every single thing that you're doing. And then I didn't get to go to his funeral. So I'm watching a funeral on a live stream. And I think the thing that people think about, like when you go to a funeral, like there's, especially in our culture, like it's a home going, it's a celebration. Like you wear somebody's favorite color. Sometimes of wearing wear black. Like you have songs and music and celebration of life. And like that was taken away. So you find yourself like, being tortured because like this thing is still online like the funeral is still there to go and like it's not the same kind of finality and I feel like so much of that has peppered mm. all of this because we're losing traditions and ways of life and trying to cope in this. so couple all of that and like the grief just compounding everything and trying to function and find a way to make it this year. And it's been super, super hard. But I finally, one day, my husband and I talked, I was like, I'm going to go to grief therapy. Wow. Which I, which I did this morning. It was really great. Two hours of therapy. Like I, every Sunday I started going to grief therapy and like owning that I needed somebody outside of myself I needed that space to talk to somebody and to be open and completely honest and vulnerable and I did that along with kind of burying myself in work this year like I was I think I was on four shows simultaneously as recently as a month and a half ago and I was doing that like recording and playing again like playing three four hour stories and sitting and just kind of like leaning into it uh on the show Pirates of Leviathan it was like shortly after my dad died that I ended up taking that show and the character he like it's in like our shows don't have like I said they don't have scripts so everything that kind of comes at you you're kind of just responding to as your character would and like they were like oh your dad shows up And I just remember like my whole chest seizing, but knowing like, like I'm performing right now, Mm -hmm. but I need to also. Like just lean into this because I can't just break down and cry. I have to do something. And I remember just putting all of that into this performance of like this conversation about like missing her dad, because it was far away. And taking those different things and it ended up being a super cathartic experience and i've talked to a friend of mine recently about like how like we heal through story we heal through characters like you watch movies you heal you listen to music you heal like finding different ways to heal and for me being able to have this creative outlet has been my way to heal and to process and to get through this and having the luxury of being able to do it from home is incredible but it's just this last cool this last a lot has <laughs> been
0: a lot of a lot yeah but, I feel like uh, just by hearing you like you've been you've been dealing with obviously the grief of loss but at the same time it's almost like push you to even push harder it's like motivated you to push harder and work more but not in a sense of like I need to work more in a sense of like your career is just on a trajectory That I think, not that it wouldn't have happened if those things wouldn't have happened to you, but it's almost like it served as the motivation behind it. You know? Well,
1: there's this great great quote by Carrie Fisher. And she said, turn your broken heart into art. And that's what I've tried to do is I've tried to just continue to create and to entertain through my sadness and, also to use that as as my healing as my my own version of therapy that's not therapy mm-hmm. and it, I would say it is a, a big motivator because I went on my dad's Facebook and I was like I don't know why like because he always posted like you know like old man posts on Facebook so it'll be like a throwback <laughs> picture or it'd be like a like little like parable about something but I went and I looked at his page and shared so much of my like cosplays and like if there was like an announcement like he was sharing it and like I don't know but like seeing that kind of like he's not talking about it but like seeing that kind of form of him being proud of me made me want to do even more
0: wow that's so awesome
1: So I've, I've it, it's been extremely sad I think for everyone like I, I can't really think of a single person this past year who hasn't been touched by some form of sadness or insecurity about food or job or any of these things and I don't take for granted being able to create in a time like this and to to know that so many people are hurting but they are turning to art or to something that gives them a little bit of what I think we think about like numbers and all those different things and I think what I've kind of been leaning into lately is that even the silliest of videos could touch one person and make their day better and so not thinking about everybody but thinking about like even one if you can touch even one heart if you can add comfort to even one person then all of this is worth it
0: wow that's so beautiful well I know a lot of people have gone through so much and I feel like people are pivoting their careers and they're leaning more towards their passion in art and creating and storytelling what advice would you give someone who's trying to pursue a career like in cosplay or something similar to yours
1: I'd have to say just in all things, follow your passion, follow your heart, be adaptable because it's not always easy. It is a thousand times easy, but it's work and you have to put in the work and be yourself. Like if you're trying to have a career like someone else's, like they already exist, like have a career like yours, your journey is going to be different. Everyone's journey is going to be different. Yeah, but I have to like I think the biggest piece of advice to anybody is what's for you will not pass you internalize it like feel it like grind for it but know in your heart like I think there's you have to have a support system in all mm-hmm. things you have to have a support system friends to talk to be it people in your field or someone you feel safe with have that and because it, In a, it's a job of rejection. Yeah, and everything like it is a job of getting used to rejection, and I think that that can hurt a person. It can break a person, and so having a support system, having people that understand your situation, or that are doing the same thing, or that are transitioning through parts of life, just have a sounding board because it's important. And especially in an age where like most so much of it is digital and going online, like people, comments, you're going to read the comments. You're going to read the comments.
0: <laughs> especially can... the ones that are hurtful. Oh my God, oh,
1: A thousand percent. Like you're going to read the comments, but it's deal with it how you need to. I'll say yeah. that because there's nothing anybody can tell you about how you're going to react and saying some people like oh they're trolls like they don't matter but it does matter because it hurts your feelings a friend of mine taught we talked about it the other day it's like you get one comment that's really hateful and it's a cut she's like then you amplify that especially like people in our field and it's a thousand cuts and she said it's ma garrett she's like it's a death by a thousand cuts to have those things like over and over and over again it's really damaging to your psyche to have to deal with it and people saying you deserve to be talked to like this because you chose a field in a public space and people feel entitled to say hateful things and to criticize you in a harsher way because there's this act to say like everybody needs criticism and checks and balances i'm 1000 believe that but at the same time you can criticize a work without criticizing the people attached and intentionally being hurtful Or when you see someone that's cosplaying, you're like, oh, well, they bought that cosplay, or they like the wig isn't accurate. Oh, you're black, you can't be this character, you're this. Like, all of those kinds of things, like that, are attacks on person are absolutely awful and terrible. And something people should not be subjected to because it is horrifying to like go and do something you love and then sign on and. Like, for example, Me Monday, having one of the first messages you receive after sharing some of the biggest news of your life be the N-word in all caps and numbers. (laughs) Like, it's very discouraging and disheartening, but you can't let those things stop you. And that (laughs) seems like, oh, like, out of sight, out of mind, put up filters, protect yourself in the way that you have to, but you can only ignore so much when it gets so loud and you like the people around are amplified now because it's people you don't know like I've been very intentional about curating my space online in my community yeah like I've tried like you've been there from day one like it's all been kind of an organic if you're here I want you to be here because you want to be here like I want you to care because you support, you want to hear the things that I'm doing. You like you care. I want those kind of people to be there. And if you don't, like if you want to just make fun of me, like go find something you love and focus on that. Yep. Like don't yep. talk about what you hate all the time. Like what do you love? Why do you love that thing? Mm-hmm. And the, the reality of it is you're not get a lot of that. You're gonna do you are gonna have people who enjoy what you do, but you're gonna have people who Never feel entitled to pick you apart and that's that's their bag like that's the lot they've chosen in life I think about it a lot it's like I'm trying to imagine myself like sitting at a keyboard and just saying hateful stuff to people and like stopping to like take a bite of a grilled cheese sandwich and then go back to <laughs> being like duh, duh, duh. sip 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 grilled cheese sandwich grilled cheese sandwich maybe so, I don't know Check- Cheddar cheese puffs. I like cheddar cheese puffs, especially these new Cheetos that they have. This is not a plug, I promise you. But I found these like little like puff, like white cheddar cheese puffs for Cheetos. It was like such a treat. But <laughs> I was like trying to do that and then go back with my Cheetos. Fingers and be Like, oh, you're a B word. How dare you play this character with your brown skin?
0: Like, ooh, like should have yep. had a Snickers, bro. And you get a lot of that. <laughs> And honestly, now I can laugh about it with you. But in the beginning, when it was happening to you, when I remember, like, you used to tell me the people, the, with things, the things that people were telling you because of the color of your skin, I would get so upset, right? And now, like, I'm here and we've gone through, like, the BLM movement with you and just trying to be supportive and be an ally. And I sit there and I just see how graciously you handle that situation. I'm like, she's got it. She's got it. She, she don't need me. <laughs> she don't need us like you know Christina like just like I think in the beginning right it like you just said and mentioned it was so hard and um it is uh, I got a slick mouth yeah yeah <laughs> and, and getting bullied in general it's like for me at least I oof, when I I'm still working on it I have issues you know but um when I see red I see red and there's no stopping me you know, and just to watch you how, how classy and gracious you are. <laughs> I'm it's a classy awesome. broad. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. But you know, it, it is because other young girls are watching you and they're watching how you deal with it, how you deal with racism in your industry, you know, and you're you're one, you're breaking you're breaking away and making and creating opportunities for other young black girls to come in, especially if they want to be cosplayers or belong to the world that you're from in any entertainment way, you know, whether you've been an actress, want to be voiceover, you know, want to play games online, just in general, like you are such an example to them. And I feel like the way you deal with what they do to you online and how they drag you sometimes, like I love, I honestly love how you deal with that situation in all. I mean, I've been
1: told to, like, or I've been known to tell people to kick rocks with open toed shoes because sometimes that's what needs to be said. But, yeah. like, you cannot spend your entire life arguing with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. Like, mm-hmm. some people, I've had people like where we've had internet interactions that ended in an apology with them, like, learning something and ending up becoming a part of my community. But that's not everybody. It's not realistic to think that everyone is going to be amenable to being like, hey, I'm literally just here to like, make cool stuff and encourage people and say kind words, but also drop knowledge and let you know like, this is my honest experience. This is what I've dealt with as a person. And like, Like you said, I do try to be pretty transparent because, I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? Like, you're seeing pictures, you're seeing this, like, you're going to see sometimes, like, everything's not always cool. And, like, I've leaned back a little bit, but, like, I like having a community who, like, has been with me through, like, when I was still hosting karaoke at Big Wang's, <laughs> like, <Hey. laughs> been there through the rods, like, all this kind of stuff, like, curating that community is important, and like, I don't, if you're gonna just be there to be me, don't be there. Like, it, it doesn't serve anyone. Like, it doesn't. The thing is, like, in the the geek field, which I'm in, a lot of, there's a lot of gatekeeping because, People think, oh, well, I got bullied for this in high school when liking this. And now I'm going to in turn bully you out of it. That thing that saved my life during a dark time, that thing that I turned to for comfort. I now don't want you to have that because it's you're a part of this. Then it's inherently less mine. It is you are taking the thing that made me unique in my dark time. Instead of welcoming people into this thing that helped you heal, You're pushing people out of it because you're like, girls, well, girls teased me for this. Okay. (laughs) But like you can make a friend now, like you can have another person to play with that. You can welcome, you can have a new experience. You can have people with different experiences at your table. People who've grown up culturally different than your norm like, their cultural norms, like, these are things that you're gonna be able to learn from and possibly grow from and have this learned, shared experience if you would just listen and give it the chance. yeah. I think so often, especially, like, with the bigger franchises and fandom, people feel like something is being taken away from something they feel that sense of ownership with because they've loved it for so long. So someone coming in who hasn't put the same amount of life into it that they have, it's like everyone starts somewhere. Everyone starts as a fan at a new point. Everyone comes in. Everyone has their thing that made them say, hey, I love this thing. And that love evolved into collecting, I don't know, I'm looking at a Dalek on my shelf. So collecting Doctor Who memorabilia or collecting different things. It's like, but you have to give people that chance. And that's what I'm yeah. hoping. Like people will stop harassing people out of a potential friendship or a potential hobby that could bring them a lot of joy and peace in the same way it brought it to someone else.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. I think so in uh, summary gatekeeping is dangerous. It is dangerous. Um, I think moving Forward with your career i would like to know i mean i know right now one of the most exciting things you mentioned in the beginning is your new show um, on youtube what is it called again christina it is star wars the high republic show and it
1: is a deep dive show uh that talks about the new era of star wars the high republic era it's away from the Skywalker story it's more about the jedi's and it's pretty cool. It's a time where like the Jedi are all over the Republic and there's some big incidents that happen. and it's a big initiative that it's actually part of the Lucasfilm publishing. And so mm-hmm. it's a new set of star Wars books. There's kids books, like a test of courage and the one that just came out, uh, light of the Jedi was released on Monday. And that was when we announced that I was going to be doing this show. So it's going to be really cool to sit down with the authors and have different. We're going to have celebrity guests. We're going to have roundtable conversations, and people are going to be able to sit down and watch this show and learn more. I'll have secret behind the scenes information straight from Lucasfilm about the higher public and what comes next, and it's going to be released across platforms. There's comic books, graphic novels, books, and there's a series of the Acolyte that's going to be coming out in I think 2022 so it's it's pretty exciting this next phase for star wars and to be a part of it like it's star wars bro like yes,
0: yeah it's a show
1: it's we premiere again january 27th it's on the star wars you can go to star wars.com and watch it or you can look at the star wars youtube channel and subscribe and you'll get those updates when it comes out it's a bi-monthly show and super super excited to talk about it because it's new for everyone like the high republic era is new for everyone so everyone is going into this journey on equal footing and able to start this new journey in star wars and i think it's going to bring in a lot of people that maybe didn't know how to get into it or that felt like too much like it's a new series that they can start and then work their way forward or they can refresh their arsenal of star wars stories with these new ones so it's pretty cool
0: that's awesome i um my my now husband (laughs) shared with me that he's into star wars and i was like oh my friend christina just got a new show for star wars (laughs) shamefully telling everyone and I'm like so excited for you I am I'm really excited so where can my listeners find you both on Instagram on YouTube on Twitter Um, what's your handle and all that good stuff so you can find
1: me on Instagram and Twitter at Christina Ariel K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E and you, I usually post when I'm going to be doing something. I've got a show called Improvised Champions that airs Mondays at 1 PM PST. And we have, it's myself and Mark Meir, who's another voice actor who did the game Mass Effect. And we voice over the game Idol Champions. And we do like a running style color commentary about the video game as it's being played. And we read all the character NPCs and play all the different roles with just the two of us. Um, yeah i've got i don't know type my name on the on the internet and some stuff comes up and you can be like oh look that's cool i did a short film which you came to the premiere of and you were there with me and i got to watch it on the thing for the first time that was really exciting because you're super supportive and i love you
0: Um, well and it's it's just one of those things where you got to show up for those that want to show up for you so you know like i show up for you and here you are showing up for me and i love you (laughs) Uh, of course like I remember when you were
1: first talking about like
0: I think I want to do a podcast
1: and like this like you're such a delight to and you're fantastic and it's really nice to see you doing cool stuff but also knowing that you'll still come beat my face
0: yes always always, <laughs> always be there to do your makeup thank you so much for joining me Christina I couldn't thank you enough for this opportunity honestly being in this space with you is such an honor and I can't wait. I can't wait for the rest of 2021 with you. So, congratulations again.
1: Thank you, Bonnie, and thank you so much for having me. Chance to sit down and actually talk to you and catch up.
0: Okay, I love you. One side of catch
1: up. One side of catch up. But it was yeah, yeah. So I don't feel as bad. I'll see
0: you soon. (laughs) Bye, Bonnie. Thank you. Okay. Bye, honey. So there you have it, another episode of Beye Chingona in the bag. I'm your host, Bonnie the Latina, and I'm so thankful for you being here. Thank you for subscribing and sharing this episode. If you know of any badass women that would like to come on, we would love to hear it. Also, follow us on our social media accounts. And until next time, bye!